Glory be to our precious Father. Glory be to our precious Father. Um, thank you all once again for tonight, and um, we thank our precious Father. And thank you all once again for um, during the three days of powering demonstration. It was very amazing. Uh, you came in your numbers, you invited God's people, many lives were transformed, testimonies you've seen much. Oh, glory to our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I want to share with us a few things. Then we'll pray. And then we'll pray. So, um, I should be able to uh, maneuver within the next half an hour. So, Saha, please just make sure I'm time conscious, right? <laughs> then we'll pray. Okay, then we'll pray. Now, growing up in the Lord, we often see one thing. And the most thing we often saw was that always our mommies would be praying. Sometimes, if not for us, they are praying. Sometimes, specifically, if not for anything at all, you will see them praying. But you know, there is a design of God in approaching God. There is a design of God in approaching God. For example, Jesus said, come to me, all ye that labor, um, that labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. For example, this is what Jesus said. He said, come to me, if you are with burden. So the design of God in that time was that if you are burdenized or if you are with the burden, Come. He didn't just call everybody and anybody. Are you with me here? Are you with me? Are you with me here? He didn't just call anybody. He called those who are with burdens. Another. God said in the book of Second Chronicles, it's a very popular scripture. Everybody knows Second Chronicles chapter number seven, verse 14. Lavina, what does it say? Tell me. Second Chronicles 740. What does it say? I'm not sure, please, sir. Okay. Second Chronicles, let's go. We open it and everybody will be like, oh, the scripture, I know the scripture. Okay, so everybody knows the scripture, right? <laughs> if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek me. Pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. End the screen share. Now, everybody knows this scripture, right? If my people are called by my name. Look at the design of God here. God did not just call anybody. He said, if my people. So in this instance, God is calling his people. Are you with me here? So there is a design of God in approach of God. Today, I want to speak to you quickly on the thing, his mind, his mind. Listen, there is a mind of God. Not only concerning situations must there be minds of God or mind of God, no. There is a mind of God. There is a mind of God. So by the design of God, it is in his mind. 
I repeat, but remember initially I said that there is a design of God in our approach to God. Are you with me here? So please let's follow, right? Let's follow. Now, there is a design of God in our approach to God. Now, there is a mind of God that in the mind of God, there is a design. Are you getting this? Are you with me here? Are you with me here? Quickly. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse number five. John 14, verse five to six. The book of John, chapter number 14, verse five to six. Oh man, the breakfast sukadia kamasu satada. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. The book of John, chapter number five. The, sorry, the book of John 14, verse 5. The book of John, chapter number 14, verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And the scripture, God bless you. So in the mind of God is the way of God. Are you getting this? In the mind of God is the way of God. So Thomas, Jesus was telling them that he's going to his father's and he's going to prepare a place. And when Jesus got to, um, when Jesus paused his statement, Thomas, his disciple, then asked him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? So in the mind of God is the way of God. Number two, in the mind of God is the will of God. In the mind of God, Junior, make sure you're writing notes. In the mind of God is the will of God. And the last one, in the mind of God is the eternal plan and purposes of God. Eternal plan and purposes of God. So who has said this statement, and it actually is in the book of Revelations. Before the foundations of this world, the lamp of God was slain. Who has said it before? Oh, let me let me see my hand. You have yes, please, well, no, God. Let's go to the book of Revelations. Chapter 13, verse 8. The book of Revelation, chapter number 13. Verse 8. I want the KJV translation. KJV. And all that dwelleth upon the earth shall worship him, whose name are not written in the book of life of the lamb from of the lamb slain from the foundation. So you can end the screen share. So we see two things happening here. Remember what I said, that in the mind of God is the eternal plan and purposes of God. So in the eternal plan and purposes of God, in the eternal plan and purposes of God, God has made room for corrections, provisions, and directions. 
in the eternal purposes of God, God has made room for corrections, provisions, and directions. So the book of Revelations makes us understand, the scripture we just read makes us understand that though the lamp was slain from the beginning, it says from the foundation, from the very foundation of this earth, the lamp of God was slain. But now let's take ourselves to the book of Genesis um, chapter 1 where God created man, and man fell to sin. If you were there, what would you have thought? Don't, don't share a screen. Thank you. Don't share a screen. If you were there, now, I want you to, I want us to raise together. Are you with me here? Is everybody with me? Hallelujah. Are you following? Amazing. Yes, Let, us Let us reason together now. So, if you and I were in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 2 to Genesis chapter 3, where men fell, what would you have thought? You would have thought, oh, God's plan for creating man has been destroyed, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be your thought? You don't know that the lamp of God was slain from the foundation. You don't know. You don't know. Now you have come to realize that, oh, man has fell. So you would have thought that, oh, then God's plan for creating man has been destroyed or has been derailed, isn't it? Hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you following? Yes, are you please. Get, I, this is a teaching, so I want you to get it. Are you getting it? Yes, please, my God. As we are going, please write down questions, right? As we are going, if you have any questions, just write it down. Not here on your notes. I'll take it there. Now, in Genesis chapter one, man has fell. God has created man. Genesis chapter two, man has fell. Man has fell from the eternal plan and purposes of God. But in the book of Revelations, we now come to understand that though man fell in Genesis, God in Revelations made room for corrections in Genesis chapter 1. So I have said this before, that the book of Genesis, um, the book of Revelations is the genesis of the book of Genesis. <laughs> wow. Come on. Are you getting this? Are you with me? So yeah. in Genesis, man has sinned. Man have fell short of the glory of God. In the book of Revelations, John is seeing a revelation of before the beginning, in the beginning, during the beginning, after the beginning, seeing the revelations of today, and he was seeing the revelations of what was to come. So the book of Genesis, man has now fell from the eternal plan. God, go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Start from, um, yeah, start from 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. So just as you wrote the eternal the um, plan and purposes of God, you wrote the way of God, you wrote the will of God. Today, I'll be speaking on the eternal plan and purposes of God. Today, I'm speaking on, actually, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Not I will, I am. That's what I'm doing. Then we pray. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. He says, this God, this is his eternal beginning. Are you guys, are you, are you with me? This is intention when he was creating man. Hello, is everybody here? Hallelujah. Yes, please, my God. This was his plan. This was his mind when he was creating man. He said, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the earth and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
So God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created he them. Man, the Berekesote. Don't worry, one day we will tackle, he created he them. Now we are in the verse 26. Pay attention to what God said. Now God said, now God said, every will of God is known by what he has said. Today, we are not dealing with the will. We are dealing with the, um, the eternal plan and purposes. But I want you to notice this down. If you are writing notes, and I recommend you do. He says, now God said, and God said, let us make man. Every will of God is known by what he has said. End the screen share. He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. The eternal plan and purposes of God is in two folds. It's in the image and likeness. That's the eternal plan. Hallelujah, are you with me? Yes, please, man of God. So we see two things here. God said, now God, God is voicing out his will. God is now voicing out his will. And when he was voicing out his will, he said, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So his will, he was stating his purpose for man. The eternal plan and purposes of God for man is two. That man may be after his image and his likeness. Let's speak about the image. Romans chapter 8, start from verse 28 to 29. Oh, thank you that there is understanding here. Oh, thank you, Lord. Romans chapter 8, verse number 28 to 29. Listen, listen, listen. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his, come on now, according to his, Purpose. purpose. According to his purpose. purpose. Remember, I've spoken to you about the purpose where he said, let us create man in our image and our likeness. That was his eternal purpose for man. So he says, we know that all things were together for good for them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Remember the purpose we spoke about. Now I'm talking about the image. Verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of the son, that he might be the first one of many brethren. End the scripture. Let me expand on this. Now we see what is happening here. Remember in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said, God, I, and I said that every speech of God is the will of God. Are you with me here? Good. Now, he said, let us create man. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. In our image and after our likeness. Now, in Romans 20, Romans 8, verse number 28, he then goes on to expand on the very fact that the creation of man is to be conformed into the image of the son. So in the eternal plan and purposes of God for man, look at the angel. 
Good. Now, in the eternal purposes and plan of God for man, in the mind of God, the creation of man is that men may walk and function under his likeness and be conformed into the image of his son. So a man who is out of the likeness of God. Now, men were created in the likeness of God, but you can be out of the likeness of God because the likeness of God, you can only function under the likeness of God when you walk with the son. Remember what I said, that the speech of God is the will of God. God said, let us make man and after our likeness. By natural or by default, the creation you are in the likeness. But then you step into the likeness the very moment you apply John chapter 3, verse 16. Go to John 3, verse 16. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, I can see Dr. Solomon here. I love you, man of God. <laughs> so now, he says that he also predestined to be conformed. How do we conform? The first state of conformity is this. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The first state of conformity is the act of believing. End the scripture. Thank you. The first state or the beginning of conformity is the act of believing. To be conformed into the image of a son. Remember what I what we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. He said that let us make man in our image. But then after men fell, God wanting to restore us back to his eternal plan and purposes. He now wants us to conform into the image of a son. And just as I've told you that the beginning of that conformity is your act of believing in the son. That is Jesus Christ as Lord. Jesus Christ, not as one of the laws. A dear man of God said that. He said, not as one of the laws. He says, Jesus Christ as Lord, not over your life only, but over everything you are involved in. The issue with Titan, right? When you begin to accept Jesus Christ as Lord over everything you are involved in, you will never argue. You, you will never argue about it. You will not. You know, you will not. Ah, he is Lord over my finances now. Give him 10%. Listen, listen. And I'm not saying this to even entice anybody. To, I don't give the, I, I do it more than the 10%. And I say this to the glory of the Lord. If, if you, if he is the Lord, right? Of over your finances, you not even argue on the matter of Titan. Not, not at all. Not even a single one. No, not at all. So we, we're speaking on conformity. So I, I said that the beginning of conformity is your act of believing. The day you believed and accepted his lordship, that day you began a journey of conformity. So Christianity, uh, as it were, listen now, as it were, is a journey and a process of conforming into the image of the son. Go to Ephesians chapter the number four. Start from verse 10. Ephesians chapter four. Start from verse 10. 
Makabrakiku. Me ereske rasuti ramanaski brandi redeseku rabasaka rekebarasiti enemusku prata. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, <laughs> for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body. So we all come in, in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, hold it there, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, take notice of that, unto a perfect man, unto the measure uh, of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is conformity. Now, the reason why he left us behind and even furthermore gave some apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, after he said uh, for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for edifying of the body of Christ, we all come to the unity of the faith. Now he specified this, that he says unto and of the knowledge of the son of God and unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is conformity. And the screen share. So as we walk with him, we are now being transformed to conform into the patterns of Christ. The beginning of that transformation, just as I said, never forget, is the first act you take of believing. You know, believers should not pray this prayer. And I've heard this prayer. That is a, maybe you, have, you are here, you have prayed this prayer before. God, help my unbelief. It is a slap to his face. You are literally telling him you do not believe in him. He should help you believe in him. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse 18. The Amplified Classic, not the Amplified, the Amplified Classic version. Let's look at something there. Second Corinthians chapter the number three, verse 18. <laughs> the way this girl is sending me the time, eh? I told her 30 minutes and she's sending me the time. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, I want us all of us to read this together. Read this together. You can unmute yourself and read it with me, right? You can unmute yourself. One, two, let's go. As we the Glory. He says, and all of us, as with unveiled faces, we are talking about conformity into the image now, conformity into the image now, continue to behold in, in, in the word of God. We'll come to that. As in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor from one degree of glory, listen, 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 from one degree of glory, from bachelors to masters, from masters to PhD, from PhD to professor. I don't know if there is, oh yes, there is emeritus and all the others there. 
So from one degree of glory to the another, for this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. You can end the scripture. Let me um, expound on this. Then we will, we will pray. Right, then we pray. We are talking about conformity here. And he said, we all with unveiled faces, beholding us in the mirror. We are transfigured. We are metamorphosed. We are being put away from that is that's the real that's the translation there. We are being put away from so this is my body, right? This is my body, and I'm being put away from my body. Are you getting that illustration? Are you are yeah, you getting that? Of God. So that's it. He says with all in the word of God. Listen, the first I spoke about um believing that believing is the act. Uh, is the first act you take when it comes to your conformity to the image of the sun. The second act is beholding. So believing and beholding is the genuine or is the process or is the, is the, is the factory that allows us to be conformed, to be transfigured into the image. Believing and beholding. So he says, beholding in the word of God. I don't know where your life is if you don't behold the word. And he said, in the latter part, he said, this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Go to John chapter 6. Before John 6, go to John 4. John 4, verse the number 23. Then we pray. So how many minutes do I have? Five minutes, please, sir. Okay. We are starting from verse 23. He says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truths for the father is seeking such to worship him so in conformity we saw something in conformity we saw something he says conformity comes we behold number one in the word then as we are transfigured that transfiguration comes by the spirit you can end the screen share so as we behold by the word we are transfigured by the spirits so whenever we behold the word, one thing the word of God seeks to do in, a, in our life is that it, it wants to penetrate from our mind to our spirit that we live it from inside out, not outside in or outside, outside, outside. It wants to penetrate our inside. So the conformity, your conformity is not that, you know, your face will begin to look shiny. In as much as it would, in as much as it would, your face will be begin to look splendorous. In as much as it would, please don't search in the dictionary, you will not see it. You can see me for explanation. In as much as you would, in as much as you would, that conformity is from your inside. That your spirit man begins to align with God's eternal plan. Remember what we said. 
in Genesis chapter 1. God's eternal plan for your life. So as you behold, you don't ask it where it become. As you behold, you be. Are you getting this? Now you are in a place where your life is aligned with God's eternal, God's mind when he created you. So as a believer, as a child of God, oftentimes, two things you must pay attention to. Jesus said the Father seek that those that would worship him would worship him in spirit and in truth. Two things that you must always look out for is the truth from his word and how you apply the truth from his word. So as you behold and be, how do you then walk in what you have beheld? Let me share a testimony with you. Somewhere along this year, I think I've shared this um, with the girls, with some of you. Somewhere along this year, I had to pay my school fees. It was about $6,000, $7,000. And I had only $5,000, right? I didn't know what to do, to be honest. I prayed. I prayed a prayer, you know, I should pray. I've done it. It wasn't coming. And the uneasiness in me was just there. It was just, it was just there. So when I was driving and the thoughts came to me, the thoughts came to me. Oh, Larry, why don't you call this particular person, this particular person, and this particular person? All of you, all of them, should they give you $500? You get the $2,000. And that idea sounded so sweet. Ah, it was so sweet. So I took my phone. Immediately, I was about to call the first person. This scripture came to me. You shall lend to many and you shall borrow from none. I was like, hey, 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 this is not the time. This is not the time. Because the due date was in two days. And in two days, I don't know where $2,000 is going to come from. To be honest, where is it going to come from? I knew the prayer I prayed. I took the phone. And the spirit of the Lord to oh, and you shall lend to many and you will borrow from Massa. Here's not the time to say this. That, that, was, that, was, that was my reply. To be honest, that was my reply. It was along somewhere this year. On the due date, so I didn't call. I didn't call anybody. I didn't do anything. On the due date, I was just there. And the money came. How the money came to you today, I can't explain it to you. And I paid the fees on the due date, before the due date ended. Lift your hands and begin to speak in the language of the Holy Spirit. Massa, <laughs> 
Right now we are praying. Where is he? I'm sorry, he went to the hospital. Today? Like 10 minutes ago. 10 minutes ago, okay. We'll be praying for him, don't worry. Right now we are praying. Remember I said there is a design of God in approach of God. There is a design of God. Jesus Christ made an example. He said, blessed are those who test and hunger for righteousness. Blessed are those who test, who test, who test. Right now as you pray, Listen, everything in the spirit realm, one thing that happens is that whatever you think of begins to come. I've shared this testimony countless number of times. This, it, it, it has been happening with me, like it's been happening with me. For example, two years ago, it was getting to um, December. I didn't have money to buy any Christmas clothes. I was there, I was thinking about suit, 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 suit. I was walking down the street and I saw a suit, new and I wore it. That was my Christmas clothes. It got to a time I was thinking of shoes. I didn't have enough shoes. I was thinking of it. I was thinking of it. I was inside my room, this particular room, and the Lord told me to go out. When I went out, I saw a boxes of shoes. All of them were my sizes. Recently, I was thinking about having a TV in my room to play YouTube. Thinking of TV, 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 TV. I went out. That same thing happened. I saw a TV. It was there, and it was written. You can take it. It's on it. It, it, it. This it's not for us. There are so many things I, I I can't. Some of them I can't even share, right? But then one thing that happens is that your mind has power to attract. What did I say? Your mind, your has, mind has power to attract. Your mind, influenced by the spirit of God, has the power, has all potency to attract. So as you are praying, Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst." I want you to put your mind, maybe your prayer life, some of you has messaged me concerning your prayer life, whatever it is. I want you to put your mind to attract that hunger. I want you to put your mind to attract that hunger. And as you pray, listen, in prayer, there is power. And in power, the, anything is possible. Right now, I want you to begin to speak in the language of the Holy Spirit. Create in your mind that power that attracts. Begin to lift your voice. Share the sound. <laughs> 